Welcome to the Life of Christ, Series 5. This is Lesson 16. We're actually beginning the next Beatitude, the fourth one. I've titled it, Righteous Hunger Fulfilled, or Filled, excuse me. We're on page 22 in chapter 18. And um, we are now in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 6, where Jesus says, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Now, Luke, in this one, has a parallel beatitude. In Luke chapter 6 and verse 21, when he says, Blessed are you who hunger now, for you shall be filled. Now, notice the difference. One is just talking about hunger. The other one is talking about hungering for righteousness. So that's the difference between the two. So again, we see two applications being brought out in what Jesus says. One for the Jews and the other for the non-Jews. Here we see Jesus says that blessed, happy, jubilant, and fulfilled, that's what the word blessed means, are those that hunger and thirst after righteousness, uh, that is those who hunger and thirst for, among other things, the presence of God and the word of God, that they shall be filled. When we consider Matthew's account of the Beatitudes, it is interesting to note that this quality follows directly after meekness, which was a quality that was, among other things, teachable and open to change. In other words, Matthew's sequence shows that once you open yourself up to change and begin to learn and grow in the things of God, you will actually develop an appetite or hunger and a thirst for godly righteousness. Okay, all right, amen. Because that is one of the things that, as you open up yourself, you know, it's what's amazing is if you get the right word, I have to say that, okay, because there's some stuff out there that is not good. And you ask yourself, why did I ever get saved? All right. But if you get the right word, one of the things that will happen is you'll start to get such a, 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 a hunger. That's the best way to put it, is a hunger and a thirst for it. You can never get enough. You're looking for more. You're looking for you know, different sources. And, and that's one of the things that I, I always... I'm amazed at how much is out there. And uh, especially in this age where, you know, we are connected to the whole planet via Wi-Fi, Internet, and all that sort of stuff. And you can start, you know, things that in the past that you just didn't even know existed, now it's on your laptop, you know, right in there in your room with you. Somebody that has painstakingly done some incredible work is right there. You don't have to travel 6,000 miles to go see the thing. It turns up on your computer. Amen? And uh, of course the enemy is using that for other things. But at the same time, you know, God is also using that to get His, you know, His Word to us. And we don't have to leave the house. Hallelujah. <laughs> okay? Uh, and I think that is an extraordinary thing. And uh, you know, especially in this time as we are growing, you know, in, in uh, more and more to the place where we are hungering after more of God. I think it's extraordinary that we can just tap into different places. I mean, I save things off, okay, <laughs> and uh, you know, go visit them and, and receive words from them. And you know, it's a it's a it's a real blessing to basically ha- you could have a whole camp meeting in your house because you can log into all the different places and you can have this person and that person and this lady over here and that person and this documentary over here and i mean you can just fill your house up with all sorts of word of god amen and and not that we you know we're doing that all the time or anything but it's there to do amen and and i think that is tremendous especially as we become those people that are open opening ourselves up to god and saying teach me more 
I want to know more. Because that's one of the things that actually happens is when you start doing the right thing, you get blessed. That becomes, you know, it's, it's almost like, uh, it's, uh, I want to say like an addict, but you, <laughs> you know, you want more. It's not enough. And that's what this is talking about. That once, you know, when it says taste and see that the Lord is good. Because you want some more. And you want some more. And you know what? You can never get too much of God. Hallelujah. Amen. So, sorry, what was that? No, you can't OD. That's right. Well, this is one of those places when you can get high and stay high. There's no crashing on the other side. You know, because you're high with the most high, you know. Amen. Hallelujah. So second, it is important that we establish here that the righteousness that is being spoken of is not the righteousness that we received at the new birth, and to which the Apostle Paul refers to when he says in 2 Corinthians 5.21, so this is not what it is, for he himself, uh, excuse me, for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. That is a different kind. We're not talking about that today. Okay, That righteousness is we were made right with God because we were going to hell. And the only way that we could you know, change our destiny and change our destination was to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and be made this new creation. It was nothing we could do. All we, did, all we could do was receive what was already done. Are you all with me? Amen? And so that is a whole different thing. See, you need to know that because that righteousness is not up for grabs. That's something that, regardless of how bad you behave, okay, uh, it takes a lot for you to get out of the family. Because this new creation, this new birth, is a very powerful thing. That comes in. The devil will try to talk people out of it and try to, you know, even get ministers to preach that, oh, you could use your salvation anytime. Boy, you know, if you think that's the case, God is not that powerful, really. If it's such a floppy thing that you do one small thing and it just falls apart, hello, you know what I'm trying to say? Amen. It is a very powerful thing that happened on the inside of you. In fact, people have changed their, their nature totally because of this transformation that takes place. It is a powerful thing. Amen. And we need to know that it is, uh, you know, um, it's not something that can be undone easily. Let me just say that. Okay. And so, that's not what we're talking about. So that's a different thing. This, this kind of righteousness that is spoken of in Matthew 5, 6, is the righteousness that Leon Morris defines as a passionate concern for the right or ethical conduct, the upright living that should characterize the servant of Christ. Can we say it again? Okay, notice a passionate concern for the right, for what is right. Ethical living. Alright? The upright living that should characterize the servant of Christ. It should, people should really look at you and kind of, even if they don't know that you're a Christian, know that, kind of suspect that you are because of your moral, you know, your values. Um, <laughs> do I tell my daughter? Maybe, just very quickly. Uh, <laughs> My daughter is involved in a course right now. It's an acting course. And she went up to a teacher and she said, I just want to be clear right now up front. This is my little girl, you know, the one that's shy. She said, you need to know I won't do this, this and this. No nude scenes, no, <laughs> okay? No, you know, same sex scenes, you know, those kind of things. And something, I can't remember what the other thing was. She said, I, I won't do that stuff. And so you just, you know, she goes, just so you know, just so we're clear. <laughs> so the teacher goes, 
Okay, good to know. Come to find out later on, the teacher's a Christian as well, you know. And so they're on the same page on, on so many other things. And, and anyway, that's what I mean. So getting back to this, that's what this is talking about, I believe. The Apostle Peter expresses this exact same quality when he says, They will see your good deeds, honorable and excellent behavior, and they will believe and give honor to God. That's the way people need to be, as opposed to, oh my gosh, if that's the way Christians are, I never want to be that. Isn't that sad, that today we got more of that than this happening. Amen? And I, I pray that it changes. And, but that's what happens when, you, you know, when you're religious in your beliefs. You understand what I'm trying to say? You know, when you're trying to act good, and you're trying to sort of put on that false humility, and that I'm better than you kind of attitude. And we just so need to stay away from that stuff. Amen? Because the Pharisees did that. They were always white and sparkly and everything else, but inside they were full of dead men's bones. In fact, in them doing that, in itself was bad. Do you understand? You know that, that they actually put themselves above everybody else in the way they dressed. Are you seeing this? Instead of being someone that, you know, want to blend in a bit more, and sort of be amongst the people, not above them. Amen? Amen. And isn't that what Jesus did? Isn't it really interesting that that's what he did? He was always amongst them. You know, and that's why they could get to him. They could touch him. They could want to bring their children to him. You know, and the disciples got rebuked because they wouldn't let <laughs> through him. <laughs> Amen. But because he said, let them come. You know, and I think that, that, I don't think the Pharisees said that. Just making a point. I think they see a kid, it's like, excuse me, take the little snot note little brat and put it back over there. You know, get my whites all messed up, blow their nose on it, I don't know. You know, I don't know where that hand's been. You know what I'm trying to say, amen. Jesus never had that issue, never had that problem. Amen. Things we should learn, amen. Okay. All right. In fact, William Hendrickson says in his commentary, though it, it is impossible for... I love this. Please listen to this. Though it is impossible for good works to justify anybody, it is just as impossible for a justified person to live without doing good works. Did you get that? Amen. Now, I know some people out there trying to be good and they don't need Jesus and blah, 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 blah. Okay, that's a problem. Okay. That is, that is from the tree of good and evil. Do you know what I'm trying to say? People are trying to be good and say, God, you have to let me in because I'm good. You have no idea what good is. You don't understand the kind of good that can get into heaven. You are nowhere close. <laughs> you know? Amen. I mean, the very thought of you thinking that you can do it without God has already put you in his bad books. Already that's a bad thought. Because humility will say, sure, let's do that. Pride says, no, I can do it on my own. Get it? And what comes with pride? A fall. Okay. <clears throat> What's more, it is uh, the kind of righteousness that William MacDonald says has a longing for honesty, integrity, and justice in society. I really like that. Watch what he says. See how he puts this. He says that... This kind of righteousness has a longing. Do you understand what a longing is? It is something in your heart. It is something that you look out and say, you know, I really miss those old days when people used to, you know, when sin was sin. <laughs> Can I just say that? When everything wasn't correct, politically, religiously, or whatever else. You know, and yes, they made some bad decisions back then. At least they were trying their best, and they knew what was sin. Amen. And just for the few 
dopes that did the wrong thing, all of society changed and went in another direction. We have to really be careful that we're not letting a minority dictate the direction that the majority is taking. Do you know what I'm trying to say? And I, you know, again, I, I don't want to get on a soapbox here, but we need to be careful of things like that. I, you know, I'm, I was uh, I was in Woolworths just today, getting something, and you know, I could hear Happy Ramadan, Happy Ramadan, you know, and we wish you Happy Ramadan. I'm thinking, all right, you know, I really want to see at Christmas whether they say we're wishing you a Merry Christmas, or is that not politically correct? I'm waiting to hear for that. I'm waiting for that one. So anyway, because I, I just think this. Yeah, you know, but, yeah, I know. But you know, it is, it is something that I, I make note of little things here and there. Because, you know, I just want to see where things are right now. I'm not going to get upset or anything. But I think it's interesting sometimes just to back off and observe what's actually going on. Amen? And, and just be aware what's actually happening in the, in the minds and in the hearts of people. So it says here again, a longing for honesty, integrity, and justice in society. I think if, you know, this is, uh, this is one of the key things that if in our heart, remember, it is your heart that moves mountains. If you believe in your heart and you don't doubt, if you have a longing in your heart, can I just change it a little bit? If you have a longing in your heart for this, that's where prayers will come that avail much. Remember James? Was it 5 and verse 16? I think somewhere in there. Fervent prayers of a righteous person. That avails much. That comes from a longing in your heart. When you have that longing, you start to pull on things. We don't still realize how much power exists on the inside of us with God in us. I'm not talking about an ungodly person. I'm talking about a godly person that has God, that has the new birth, that has the Spirit of God, the power of God, that is the temple of the Holy Ghost, that has all of these things going on on the inside, that, has the, that Jesus said, if you can believe... If you had you know, faith as a grain of mustard seed, because of the, what's on the inside of you is so huge and so powerful, if you just allow this tiny bit out, it will just move things out here that will just blow people's minds. It was very hard to get out. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say, right? You know, that's what Jesus is trying to say. So if we get this longing starting on the inside of us, see, then I think that's what the biggest problem we have is we don't care about anything. And I don't say we are here, but I'm just saying people in, in general, you know, just don't care. They're like, yeah, whatever. Don't do that, man, because if you care, mountains will move. If you don't care, they'll stay. And be a nuisance to everybody. <laughs> okay? Amen. Hallelujah. All right. But these qualities don't develop overnight. They require diligence on our part. With the writer of Hebrews saying in Hebrews chapter 5 verses 13 and 14. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness. For he is a babe. Meaning that spiritual babies can only handle milk. Babies want to come and hear a nice message. An uplifting message. A happy message. They always want to be patted on the head and said everything is going to be okay. And make me feel happy and make me feel good. You know, and we need to be careful that we're not pampering babies. That we're not growing, you know, that's all that we've got in our congregation are babies. Because what we need are people to grow up. And sometimes you need to say some things that will make him squirm and want to go change churches and go somewhere else. But if you don't do that... You know what, Jesus, he got to a place where he said something. Everybody left except his disciples. I think it's in John 6. He looked at them and he said, you want to go too, kind of thing? 
And they said, we don't know where to go. You're the one with the word of life. We'll just hang with you for a little bit longer, basically, is what they're saying. You know? But it was, see, Jesus didn't preach to be popular. Amen. And we need to be careful of churches that want to preach to be popular because that's how you get numbers, that's how you get money. I'm just saying, okay, at the end of the day, that's what it's about, okay? And, and, and of course, you can boast that you have a big church. But a big church of what? Amen? And we need to be careful. That's why I'm not looking for numbers, I'm looking for growth. You know, I, I am looking for increase, but not in the way people think. <laughs> I want God to look down and say, there is a group of mature sons and daughters. I prefer that than have a whole bunch of babies that aren't doing anything. Are you all here? Amen. Okay. Uh, amen. All right. <laughs> so, that's a pat on back for you, okay? All right, so you're still here. Verse 14, he says, But solid food belong to those who are full of full age or mature, that is, those who by reason of use... Did you see that? That's maturity. By reason of use, have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Well, can you... Catch a hold of what this is actually saying. This is a very powerful thing. You can get to the place where you can walk in and sense when something is off. While somebody else goes and says, Oh, this is so beautiful. You know, and you're, you walk in and it's a whole different thing for you. You just think something is wrong here. And they're going, Oh, it's just your imagination. They have no idea. Because when you get to this stage, notice by reason of use. The more you use this, the more you become more and more skilled in it. You go from, you know, being sort of a butcher to a surgeon. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Okay. <laughs> they both have knives. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Okay. But they use them very differently. Okay. And, and, and that's really what God wants you to do. He wants you to grow up. To get to the place where you can discern what's right and what's slightly off. And be able to look at it and say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to be careful uh, how I allow this into my heart. And how, it, how I'm going to allow it to change my mind. Because remember, you know the devil is looking to renew your mind as well. Hello. Amen. It's a war. Okay. Battle is going on up there. Because whatever gets through up there, ends up in your heart. If you keep it there long enough. Have you all figured that one out yet? Okay. That's why it says casting down imaginations. Because that's where they all begin. That's a whole other series. Now, <laughs> the only way that we can have our hunger for righteousness satisfied is by studying God's Word and listening to the Spirit in prayer. I want you to notice the two things there. You study God's Word and you listen to the Spirit okay, in prayer. And, you know, I'm not talking about religious prayer. I want you to think about you talking to God. You being aware that He's there. Wherever you go, at whatever time in your life, He's always there. He's talking, are you listening? Somebody said to this particular minister, they said, are you trying to tell me that you just turned God on and off? He goes, oh, no, no, he's always on. It's me that I have to turn on and off. <laughs> Amen, okay? And I think that's a real key thing. God's always talking. God's always, God always has something to say. Amen. Are you listening? Amen. That's the real question. Okay. So there are two things again. Number one, God's word. You need, see, one of the things is if you don't know God's word, then you don't know who's talking to you. Some people have said to me, oh, God said dot, dot, dot. And what, come, what came after the God said wasn't God. It was God, but with a little G. 
It was another guy. It's the other guy. Amen. And you make him, you know, it, and the Bible tells us that he comes like, I think it's in Corinthians, he'll come as an angel of light. He'll come as somebody that's your best friend. And oh, I understand how it is. That's why if you know God's word, you can rebuke him. So when he says, oh, yes, but doesn't God say you can say, yeah, but it is also written. Amen. And we need to know that in order to be able to hear God correctly and be led by the Spirit correctly. That's why you need the both. Okay. All right. First, in terms of the word, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 4, in the latter half of verse 4, He said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Isn't that interesting? He makes this statement. He, notice he didn't say that. A lot of people read this and they miss something. Notice it, he said, Man shall not live by bread alone. You do live by bread. If you don't eat, you're going to die. <laughs> okay? But he said that's not the only thing you feed on. Amen? So it is important that you eat. God knows that you have need of these things. You know, what to eat, what to wear, you know, all those things. God knows. Those are necessities. Alright? And Jesus... See, that's an interesting thing. Jesus never contradicts himself. Amen? So he says, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Can I say this? It's both written and what He speaks to you in your spirit. Did you get that? You need to catch both of those things because there are instructions that you get directly from God. If you don't get them, you don't know where your life is going. Because the Word of God can go so far, but there are things that God needs to tell you. Today, you're going to do this. Today, you need to focus on that. Today, you need to be careful of distractions. Whatever it is. Do you understand? And you get a word from God and you go, Thank you God, I will watch out for that. Because God knows what's coming. He can see what the devil is up to. He tells on the devil all the time, If you only listen, that guy couldn't pull anything out from, you know, just do anything to you that surprises you. You'd be like, yawn, I knew. <laughs> you know? It should be the life we live, that we just know. Now some things aren't very great that we want. We didn't want to know that, but He'll let us know anyway. God will tell us. This is going to happen. Because you know people have wills, you know what I'm trying to say? And sometimes they decide they're going to do something. You know, okay, they're going to do it. Just be ready for it. Don't get sideswiped by it. Don't say, no, no, no. Get the behind me saying, that's not going to happen. That's a bad thought. Hey man, sometimes God is letting you know somebody is coming at you. Be ready. Bind the devil. Bind things around them. Do whatever you have to do. But know that you're not, you know... That you can be in a place of power, in a place of knowing, in a place where you are not uh, taken by surprise, and you are lost for words. In fact, one of the things I've learned to do is say, God, okay, if that's coming, how do I deal with it? I rebuke the devil, but I also want to know how to deal with it. Because this person is coming, like it or not. Amen? Okay. Okay. Um. Next, in terms of the Spirit. So that was, again, in terms of the Word. Remember I told you, you need both. You need the Word and the Spirit. Again, Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. So that's the Word part. Next, in terms of the Spirit, the Apostle John said in 1 John chapter 2, verse 27, But you have received the Holy Spirit, and He lives within you. Praise God. So you don't need anyone to teach you what is true, for the Spirit teaches you all things. And what he teaches is true, it is not a lie. So, continue in what he has taught you, and continue to live in Christ. Now, remember again, this is not talking about not going to church, okay? Because he can't talk to you about things that you never heard. 
Amen. Can I get an amen on that? Okay. <laughs> okay. Remember again, this is to do with things that they already knew. And we've, we did a huge study on this because we're doing the epistles of John. Go back and listen to those verses if you need. But remember again that this isn't talking about the, the you know, information and learning about the Word of God. This is talking about Jesus was the way. Okay. And you need to know there's no other way than Him. People may come and tell you there's another way. There ain't. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That's it. Politically or otherwise, I don't care what people say. That's it. Amen? And so, that's why you, they, you know, he's saying, you don't need anybody to come and teach you that stuff. If they teach you anything other than that, just reject it. Hallelujah. But, understand something. It is the Spirit that tells you that. It is the Spirit that lets you know, before you, somebody can lead you astray, it is the Spirit that will say, don't be led astray. Amen? That's why you need the Spirit of God talking to you and, and uh, what's the word? Reassuring you that what you know is the truth. Amen. Because remember again that God is not the author of confusion. If you ever start getting confused, straight away you know where that's coming from. Amen? Amen. Okay, as we grow in righteousness, it is important that we heed Jesus' warning in Matthew 6.1 where he said, again from the New International Version, Be careful not to do your acts of righteousness before men, to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. Amen. So, <laughs> see, this is, this is the trap that we fall into sometimes. You know, as we start doing better, we want to advertise it. Be careful that you don't. Amen? Because it says that if you do, then that's the reward you're getting. If you keep, you know, if you, if you keep it to yourself, then God's going to reward you. Amen? Amen. Alright. However, if your heart is right, Leon Morris says that God will not disappoint anyone who has this deep desire to do His will. What's more, Jesus actually goes on to say in Matthew chapter 6, verses 31-33. through 33. We might finish here today because I'm running out of time. Uh, we only have a page and a half, but it will take us too long to get through that. He <clears throat> says here, Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your Heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. Notice he says, Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Remember again, hunger and thirst for righteousness. Okay? He says, Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all of these things shall be added to you. This is one of the key things about hungering after righteousness. You are literally putting yourself in a place where God can add to your life without you having to actually work for those things. They will come to you. I think that is extraordinary. I think we still need a revelation on that one. We still haven't got it. You know, because we are still working for a living. Do you understand? Let me take a minute and just share this with you as I conclude. I want you to think about this as well. The day we got saved, our work needed to change. It needed to change from looking after ourselves to seeking after what God says was right. Do you understand? Our work needed to be seeking after His righteousness, His way of doing things, His will for our life. We need to be careful that we are not still in the same rut of trying to look after ourselves. Because our work has changed from looking after ourselves to looking out for what God wants. Seeking after His kingdom. 
Because it says that if you work in that direction, then this stuff will actually get added to you. How that works in your life, you might say, well, how does that work in my life? See, that's the thing, isn't it? Every person is different. So you need to find out for your life, how does this work? This is where you need to go to God and say, God, am I working in the wrong place? Because it seems to be that I have to work to get anything. It's like pulling teeth. Whereas you've said in your word, that if I do this, if I seek after your will for my life, I'll just change things a little bit here, just so you can understand. If I seek after your will for my life, the things that you had actually planned for me to do, that you actually caused me to be good at, that I would actually excel at. Amen. That everything that I have been working so hard to get will literally be added to me while I was doing something that I really was good at. And excelling at. And love to do. And I'm getting paid for it. Is the way we should be living. Amen. See, that's what we don't get when it says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. We don't get that. We don't understand that it's talking about all the gifts and all the talents He placed on the inside of you was there to bless others. Are you using those or are you out there too busy to ever find out what that is? And to start working. Now don't just go quit your job or anything, okay? You know. But you know what? Maybe pray over it a little bit. And say, God, okay, you know, I like what I'm doing, but I don't love it. If, if you're in that category. If you love it, hallelujah, praise God, and stay there, please don't move. Okay? okay? But if, if you're thinking, there's more. I don't know what it is. I think there's more. What is it? And how do I get there? And don't, then, the beatitude we just learned, be open to change. Amen? And it might be a little bit of a hard slog because you're balancing two things for a little while. But I guarantee you, the day will come when you'll be able to let go of one thing and fully hang on to the other and just be blessed in what you're doing. Amen? Hallelujah. Okay, we're going to stop there. Let's have every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, we just thank you today for your word. And we thank you, Father, for all the wisdom, revelation, and insight that we're receiving. I thank you, God, that we take none of it for granted. And I thank you, Lord, that we are not forgetful hearers. But we are doers of, what, of the word, Father. And therefore, the things that you have been speaking to us about. And I just thank you, God, that you have been talking to each one of us in different ways. And I thank you, Father, that you not only tell us where you want to take us, but you also show us how you're going to get us there. And we need those steps. And Father, I thank you that I'm just going to say by faith that we're all obedient to that. <laughs> and no matter how impossible it sounds, and no matter how incredible it may seem to us, we understand that that's why you are God and we're following you. Because you know the way. You have already laid it out. All we need to do is be led by your Spirit. And you promised us that the steps of the righteous will be ordered by you. And they are ordered in the direction of your perfect will for us. Hallelujah. And we just thank you for that in advance. Also pray for your divine protection, your divine provision. And I thank you, Father, for your blessing upon each and every person here today. In Jesus' name. Amen.